busy, busy, busy Friday, but we wouldn't expect anything less. We caught up with Tim Paris at the back end to talk about all the sport from the weekend. Jackie Deitch was in studio talking about all the Esperance issues that are coming up in the Esperance Express. We had an update from the Tanker Jetty and the Deconstruction Project. Uh, caught up with the great, lovely lady that is the Friday Fun Fact Fanatic. It all happens. It's coming up right now on your catch-up. Bye. Have a Across Esperance. Sean for breakfast. Sean's Friday Fun Facts. Things that make you go, hmm. We have done it. Yes, we have. Made it through another week. And you know it's a Friday when I give the Friday Fun Fact Fanatic a call and I ask her to give us a little gem to take us into the weekend. Fanatic, how are you? I'm good, John. How are you going? I'm really, 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 really well. All right, lay it on me. What have you got? What is Friday and fun and factual this morning? Sean, what side of argument do you like? Are you a pro pineapple on pizza man or against it? Against it, against it, against it. Pineapple is sweet. I do not like it, it on my pizza at all. We're talking about something which is dough, which is tomato sauce generally, and also the tomatoes. And olives, they're good. Why pineapples? It does not belong there. It is uninvited. Get off my pizza. I am on the other side, Sean, and I'm giving you a little fact to let you know that uh, pineapples were put on pizza first by a Greek chef Mm. in Canada. Right, in Canada? (laughs) He wanted a refreshing change and... He put pineapples on pizza he and mu- it kicked off. He must be borderline insane because out of all the things to change up your pizza, you don't go, I might just grab this pineapple thing and put that on there. Out of all the fruits and vegetables of the world, out of all the ingredients you could choose from, the pineapple is the most bizarre. And I do appreciate that it does work. I, I appreciate that. There's enough people that like it, but it's not for me. I but- agree with him. It is quite refreshing. I suppose so. Pineapples are interesting. I We used to have pineapple juice every day, a glass a day, until my mum went to hospital and the doctor That's said... not healthy. Yeah, the doctor, oh, he, was, he said, you shouldn't be doing that to your family, your own health, because it's quite acidic. It actually um, eats away at a lot of your stomach acids and stuff. Yeah. Mm, yes. Well, another one that could be taking off in Greece is peas on your pizza. Sean, so look out for that one. You can't see me, but I'm shaking my head. Peas on pizza, give me a break. <laughs> I don't like it. Would you eat peas on pizza? I would. It goes with the sauce. Mm, peas on pizza are pathetic. Thank you so much, Friday Fun Fact Fanatic. No worries, sure. Enjoy your pizzas, minus the pineapples and peas. Across Esperance, Sean for breakfast. Feels good, Take a jetty, take a jetty. It's all happening. If you head down to the Cannery Arts Centre, just opposite there, there is a space, a section of foreshore that has been cleared in preparation of the deconstruction of the tanker jetty. We've got our very special, handsome, a wonderful and terrific reporter, Sean. He's down on the ground there. Mate, how's it all looking at the moment? G'day, Sean. I'm back on Norseman Road this morning good, and I'm good, reporting good. to your show. Um, a bit of an update with what's happening on site at the tanker jetty. <laughs> and not much has 
change. You've okay, still got those okay. stakes. It looks like they're still clearing land. It looks like they've imported some more orangey sand. Oh. So they're using that mixed in with the white, beautiful beach ah, sand okay. of Esperance Bay. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm on Northland Road. It's the loud. trucks are quite loud yeah, here. Loud. Not much action right, as of yet this right. morning but what I imagine is there's a roller here there's a grater here okay. they'll continue compacting that sand mm. making the the perfect car park yes and site offices and side offices for the upcoming deconstruction of the tanker jetty gotcha. as I said uh, yesterday not much happening okay, not and much. there is a pile of sand what would that be used for oh, don't know we can't be sure John we're not engineers or, or tradies or <laughs> anything like that we're just lowly journalists <laughs> of course of course <laughs> we just report what we say that's true back to you I'm sure deconstruction will start any moment now and I'll be there to report on it. Thanks, Sean. I'm very lucky to have reporters like him down on the ground, and we will keep you posted when something does happen. That lovely young reporter, he will be there first on the scene. Let's turn the feel good back on. Sean for breakfast. Esperance's 747. For breakfast, Triple Esperance's M. 747. Triple M. Check your watch. Check your calendar. It's a Friday. It's Esperance Express time. We're going to catch up with one of the journalists, Jake Deach. He joins me in studio. Jakey, Jakey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm really well. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, um, there was a, a very scary incident down at Lucky Bay. Three French tourists rolled their vehicle, and now we're sort of calling out here for more safety measures around our beaches, especially after this big accident. Right. I mean, the the concern um, that's been raised to us through the people we spoke to is not so much for the people driving, engaging in that dangerous behaviour, but that for hoonery. Yes, but for innocent people, um, particularly you know kids and even also like dogs or other animals, who are just innocent bystanders who could be a victim of that. So council are discussing ways to reduce dangerous driving on the beach after a local man, uh, Chris Pope, called for action before an innocent person is killed. Well, people go pretty fast, and I I don't go more faster than. 20, 30 k's per hour because I'm scared. Because you can lose control when you're driving, especially when it's quite chopped up and everything. And people go 40, 50 k's per hour. Now, we know the only person that can give a fine is a police officer. So what can the Shire do? Well, they've um, opened lines of communication with police to see what can be done. They have also said that they will work on improving signage or review and improve signage at the beach entry points and promote their code off-road that was developed by the relevant uh, working group. Councillor O'Born told us that she'd like to see this, this issue addressed in a timely manner because it's already November, mm. tourists are already coming in and it's going to get busier. And I guess the problem here is people speed on our roads, it is, and they do it prolifically, especially around Esperance. So the police already have their hands full trying to sort that issue out before they get mobilised to the beach. It's a tough one. Yes, and uh, Triple N's own uh, Councillor McMullen said... Oh, our boy <laughs> in the um, office, is he? All right, yes, he, he pointed out that uh, the Shire Rangers have a massive workload and they don't have the power to issue fines for driving offences. But he said if the community wanted to, they could have a discussion about Shire Rangers showing an increased presence on the beach anyways, just to patrol that as a deterrent. But that would have to be a budget decision because that would, of course, cost more money to do that. <laughs> Across Esperance. Sean for breakfast. Catching up 
with Jakey Deach from the Aspen's Express. And the next issue we want to cover, it is ongoing. There are some negotiations between this particular business and the Aspen Shire, so nothing has been decided yet. But, Jake, tell me about Bean Break, the coffee shop just outside the Caravan Park, and their little sign, which... Uh, as of uh, as of right now, can't be displayed. Right, so they had put that sign at the corner of um, Norseman Road and, and Goldfields Road, especially for tourists who might not know about the business exactly. or when they're open. And they'd done that for some time and then they were told they couldn't. According to uh, Mr Penny, they weren't told this is what you can do now as a next step to try and get this sign out there. But they did their own uh, research and they found they could apply for a sign permit. They did that, but it was then denied. Okay. Uh, and that was kind of because it's not in a because it's a tourist area. It's yeah. not a commercial area. Is that what yeah, tourist owned area, and that that didn't make sense to the business owners. They said to us, you know, if you can't put a sign in the tourist areas, how do tourists know where to go? Seems pretty obvious to me. And I think what's going to happen now is that Bean Break will be meeting up with the Shire to make comment on this. There might be some changes to that law because, as you said, especially if it's a a small sign, and I think it's fifty centimeters by fifty centimeters or something About like that. that. Yeah. yeah, if it's a small sign, sure. Surely common sense prevails, right? Well, the Shire CEO told us that the council policy is under review and that the, the business owner has been invited to provide uh, comment. All right. Good luck, Mikey boy. I hope all the best for you. Uh, and I hope all the best for the Essence Express, who I learnt this week was started in 1973. A bit of Essence history. Did you know that? I knew it was the 70s. <laughs> we read up on it, Matt. You should know more about your publication. You can pick it up from all good news agencies and supermarkets. It is the Essence Express. Jake Deach, his stories will be in there. He's joined me this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you. Across Esperance. Sean for breakfast. Heaps and heaps of sport happening this weekend all across Australia. I can't cover it alone. I'm too... I'm too inadequate, but I've got Tim Paris on the line who's going to help me. Tim, how are you? I'm well, thank you, Sean. Good to be here. Good morning, listeners. And the cricket is coming to Perth tonight and International 2020. Australia are 1-0 up in the series. They take on Pakistan at Optus Stadium, I guess. That's right. A 2020 game to look forward to here. And the series is still alive and well because they had the washout for the first game. So plenty to play for, Sean. It's going to be interesting. Pakistan are very, very, very good. A tight bowling attack. They've got Babar at the top, who's a stunning batsman. But the Aussies are gelling nicely. Steve Smith has been in scintillating form. Yes, and their captain, Babar Azam, he's scored two half centuries in the series so far. And the other one as well is Iftikhar Ahmed. He scored 62 off 34 deliveries in Canberra the other night, Sean. It's going to be a really good game. I think the Australians might have the wood over them. We've had such a tight bowling performance. Ashton Agar has been bowling phenomenally. So has Zampa. I reckon they'll win. What do you think, Tim? Well, I certainly think they can win. And I think whichever team wins the toss will bat first and Minimum 160, I would have thought. It'll be a really good batting wicket, Sean. Going to be a cracking, cracking 2020. And do you know what, Tim? How about this? I've got a, a photograph from my mate, one of my good mates. Uh, his girlfriend owns a house and, is, and rents it out. And none other than Stephen Smith has been staying there for the last week in Perth. How about that? 
absolutely amazing. I hope he keeps it nice and tidy. I'm sure I he bet, will. Well, he does. He's, he's such a fidgeter. He probably spends all day cleaning or not batting or something. You know, I I asked uh, him to try and set me up for an interview, but he did decline. The other big event that's happening this weekend is the Fed Cup. This is Australia versus France. This is the final. This is Ash Party basically taking on the French. Absolutely great to see Ash Barty back in Perth here. And no doubt the captain, Alicia Monik, will have the players ready and raring to go. Yeah, this is a big game. Uh, France have won this competition three times. Australia, seven. Uh, we go in with the favourites. Ash Barty, obviously the world number one. Uh, Christina Mladonovic, she's the number one seed for France. She's rated number 40 in the world. But they do gel well as a team, France. And you never know. This is happening at RAC Arena. Surely the Aussies win, Tim. I would like to think so, but they'll be looking forward to the indoor comforts tomorrow, Sean. 40 degrees has been forecast in Perth. so Yeah, very good that it is indoors. Let's hope the aircon is blaring. Hey, let's move our attention on to the soccer, the Perth glory. We went down to the, uh, the Mariners last week. Unbelievably, that was an upset. Probably the biggest upset of the year. Hopefully they can bounce back against Newcastle. We're hoping so, yeah. Disappointing to go down 2-1 to the Central Coast. But they're up against Newcastle in Newcastle tomorrow. And that's the good thing. They have another game to look forward to and hopefully resurrect things. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. An away fixture is going to be tough. Although Perth Glory do have a good away record under Tony Popovich. Newcastle is sitting 10th on the table at the moment. Glory is sitting 5th. Should be fascinating. And then to finish off the weekend, our favourite team, the Perth Wildcats, we're taking on a very difficult task, the Sydney Kings away. Yes, the uh, Cats are in very good form, though. They defeated the Breakers last Sunday, but Sydney in Sydney, this is a big ask, Sean. Casper Ware, Andrew Bogart, they did lose to Melbourne earlier in the week, uh, last fixture, but I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know if we can get up. The Sydney Kings are undoubtedly the best team in the competition. And the one I'm looking forward to as well is the uh, Brazilian basketballer Didi Lazada. He's a part of the NBA New Star program. So he is going to be a star in the making and the Wildcats will need to maintain him. Looking forward to Dario Hunt going up against Andrew Bogut as well. That'll be a good battle, Sean. Yeah, I think so. He's been in some really good form, old hunty boy. I'm looking forward to seeing Tariko White and Bryce Cotton. Bryce Cotton, who was quiet against the Breakers. Let's hope he, br- he bounces back against the Kings. Tim Paris will be watching it all on the weekend. I'll have to catch up with you Monday to get a report on how it all went. Take care, everybody. No worries Sean at all, Sean. For breakfast catch-up on Triple M. Bye-bye. Have a good time. Listen to Short for Breakfast wherever you are. Download the Triple M app now.